This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Spending some time reconnecting with nature this summer? Here's a camping hack from LL Bean to make your next trip the best yet. Tired of your tentmates' flashlights shining in your eyes in camp? Bring an empty half-gallon milk jug or clear water bottle. Simply strap a headlamp around it, and it becomes a soft white lantern for everyone to see the light. For more camping hacks, visit youtube.com slash LL Bean. LL Bean. Be an outsider. Welcome everyone to the Take It Home Podcast. I'm your host, John LaRocca. On today's episode, we're going to look at the, the big debate that's going on in pro wrestling today. Should it be Sami Zayn challenging Roman Reigns for the title and be in the main event at WrestleMania? Or should it be Cody Rhodes? It's a big debate going on right now. And I still see it online. I, it, it, and it's, and it's, it's, it's a, there's strong points for both, and I get it. And we're going to break that down, my thoughts on that. But before I get into that, the main topic here, I want to talk about, first, we lost another another Warrior of the Wrestling Ring, and that was uh, Charlie Norris. And a lot of people listening might not remember Charlie Norris. Uh, he was in WCW for a short time in the summer of 1993, and I think he may have worked until early 1994. Charlie Norris was a a really big uh, Native American man, and and he was pretty huge, like a tall. Looks like he was about six foot five, and real thick. And I first saw Charlie Norris in my favorite segment of the the Wrestler Magazine, the introducing, which I talked about in a few episodes ago. And he was one of the guys featured. Charlie Norris featured in introducing, and I, and when those, every time I read that that article in the Wrestler, I was excited to see this guy wrestle one day, and and just like Tatanka, or actually War Eagle Chris Chavis before him, he was all who's also featured in introducing. I was wondering who who's going to go to WCW because you know at the t- I was, you know I watched both WWF and WCW, but I was like enjoyed the underdog WCW. Of course, WWF got Chris Chavis, end up being Tatanka, and with his look, his body, his charisma, he fit perfectly in WWF. I still say, how does WCW not get that guy before WWF? But WCW is usually, usually slow when it comes to, you know, grabbing the top talent, in my opinion, though they did score. Stunning Steve Austin from the USWA, and that was a big get for them. So, um, but Charlie Norris shows up in in the summer of 1993, and I was really excited. And again, first thing I saw was I was really impressed by his size, and he did the typical Native American, but this wasn't you know act, but it wasn't a gimmick for him. He really is Native American, 
And he came in, did a tomahawk chops. You know, I think he was finisher was a big jumping boot. I liked him. He didn't show much charisma, much personality in there. But I, he he definitely was a good prospect. And apparently his time in WCW wasn't the best. Um, he and I just found out recently he ended up suing WCW for, um, you know, he didn't like the, how they use a stereotype of his character. And I was kind of confused by that because he was, you know, he did the, the Indian gimmick and on the Indies in uh, Minnesota. And I was wondering why would he be against it in WCW, but maybe it was, you know, because each tribe has their own identity and, and maybe, you know, it didn't work for his tribe, what they what WCW wanted him to do. And so I ended up suing WCW, end up uh, you know, winning that deal. And and then he, you know, he kind of worked the Indies, went back home, worked the Indies up north. Um if a lot of people might remember the ill fated uh AWF uh was it Al Rubenstein, I think is the gentleman's name, this guy with like a bunch of money just in blowing it, you know, starting a wrestling promotion. It was on like the well, channel 44 here in San Jose, but it was, you know, I guess we, you know, eventually this, the CW network, right. Um, uh, late at night and they had a lot of older WF stars and WCW stars and a mixer, some young talent like Bob Bradley out from Southern California here. And he had Charlie Norris and, and a few others. And, and that's the last time I saw him. So, but he just recently passed this, uh, um, I think last on Friday last week. So, rest in peace, Charlie Norris. Thanks for you know, thanks for the entertainment. I was I enjoyed watching your work. Um, also want to give best wishes to the King Jerry Lawler. Of course, he just had a a major stroke, and by all accounts, it looks like he's gonna make a full recovery. He has some speech issues and some other things going on, but uh, you know he. The, the king pulled the strap and made a comeback. And, you know, the Jerry Lawler is one of my all-time favorite wrestlers. If I, you know, if I was going to make a top 10, he would be definitely in that top 10. Um, I think he's brilliant inside the ring, one of the best ever to do it. One of the best storytellers in wrestling, the best promos, one of the best promos in wrestling. Um, so I'm glad he was able to uh, pull the strap down and make that comeback. And, um he looks like he's out of the ICU. He's back home. He's going to start working on his physical therapy or his therapy to get him back out there. And, and I, I, I hope he makes a full, a full, full recovery. And, um, the King strong, man, he's got a heart attack and a couple other things. And he still, still's out there. Um, one of my favorite, uh, moment, you know, pictures from the hospital that people are sitting out was him and Jimmy Hart. The two rivals, right? The two, the 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 Jerry, Jerry Hart, the the once manager of Jerry Lawler, end up being his most bitter rival in the Memphis uh, territory in the eighties, and and it was just kind of, I just, just warmed my heart just seeing them just chatting it up. And Jimmy Hart had a folder and he had a bunch of old Memphis wrestling cards, and he's sharing it with Jerry Lawler, and they're probably talking about great memories of Memphis wrestling and all the goofiness that has happened in the in, outside the ring and inside the ring. Um, yeah, it just, just it really made me happy. You know, I never met Jimmy Hart. I wish I, I, one day I really hoped to meet him because 
I've only heard nothing but great, great things about Jimmy Hart. Marcus Mack, uh, the form, uh, the current, sorry, not former, current promoter of All Pro Wrestling, um, got to work a tour over in Australia with him, and he just was gloating about Jimmy Hart, and and uh, and just sounds like a really cool guy. So, um, not nah, just really, again, like I said, warmed my heart to see those pictures, and and happy to hear that Jerry Lawler is out of the ICU and doing much better. So, looking forward to seeing the King. Back out there, uh, taking a bow in WWE again, hopefully hopefully soon. Okay, let's get into this debate. Sammy, Zayn, or Cody Rhodes to challenge Roman Reigns for the WWE Championship at WrestleMania. Now... I think a lot of people, I can see why a lot of people think Sami Zayn should be the guy. The whole Sami Zayn and the bloodline storyline is very hot. Very hot storyline. And I can see that. Definitely can see that. And I wouldn't even blame them if they changed plans and went away from Cody. But the way I look at it is like, why can't we have our cake and eat it too? Why can't we accomplish both? And I think that's what Triple H is thinking because the Sami Zayn Roman Reigns won, and that's that's key. <coughs> this will be one of many matches, I think, in 2023 between Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn. First one's going to take place on February 18th at the Luminous Chamber in Montreal in Sami Zayn's hometown. The crowd is going to be insane. Um, I'm going to be at the New Japan show here in San Jose with Garrett and uh, Brian and Jeremy, the Heartbreak Kid, Dave Rubio, Baby Huey. I mean, there's going to be a whole gang of us at this New Japan show. I think, I'm sure Meltzer is going to be there, of course. And at the same time, this this really anticipated WWE event, Illumination Chamber, is happening that same, that same night. So... Uh, I don't plan on going to Dave's house after the New Japan show, uh, but I do plan when I get home that night throwing on the Elimination Chamber and and if it's good enough and you know I'll try to finish that that whole night and, I'm, and I think I will finish because I'm really I will say this about the WWE right now a lot of stuff is very intriguing booking wise of course the Bloodline stuff was great. Um, this past week on Raw, the promo with Cody Rhodes and Paul Heyman was fantastic. Makes me want to see Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes even more. Um, you have Gunther on the rise. Uh, you have Austin Theory's rise. You, you know the Brock Lesnar Lashley stuff's been fun. Um, I'm excited for Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania. So there's a lot of cool things happening right now in the WWE. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away, specifically the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. 
What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. I just went to my happy place. I just went to Maui, and it was truly amazing. Priceline has always been about getting you to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else, like up to 60% off select hotels in Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And there's, like I said, nothing's hotter right now at this moment than Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns in the bloodline feud. But like Triple H was thinking, Sami Zayn doesn't need to beat Roman for the title. But he does eventually need to beat Roman. And that's my thought. It's like at Olivia's Chamber with shenanigans, which with Jey Uso finally staying loyal, possibly if that's going to be the you know the story to the bloodline and costing Sammy the match with Roman, and that eventually leads to Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn challenging the Uso brothers for the tag team titles at WrestleMania. Which I think that's the match that's going to happen, obviously. I think everyone kind of feels that as well. I think it makes perfect sense to do that. And they're like, oh, in his hometown, he's going to lose, right? This is not just beating a guy flat in his hometown just because, you know, people in the back got a kick out of that. Triple H's booking is... To continue on this bloodline storyline with Sammy and Roman, not to WrestleMania. WrestleMania will be other. Roman Reigns has other business to take care of, and that's going to be Cody Rhodes. But I think you can use this to add more heat to the Sammy Roman dynamic. Make the fans even more want to be see Sammy eventually beat Roman. If you do something now where Sammy beats Roman here, it's just, and then maybe Roman gets the belt back on Fox on a SmackDown, and you put the belt on Cody at WrestleMania, it's just going to hurt Cody. The key is you have to have Roman undefeated to WrestleMania, and if Cody does beat him, that it's, it's going to make that win just mean so much more. Beating a guy has been dominant for like three years now. But doesn't mean you can't have Sammy down the line beat Roman in 2023. I think you can still keep that interesting post-WrestleMania, post-championship run of Roman Reigns. Sammy beating Roman could happen at Money in the Bank. It could happen. I think SummerSlam may be too far away to kind of keep 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 that fire going. But who knows? These guys are these guys are all brilliant performers, and, and maybe there'll be more twists and turns that would you know keep it interesting to SummerSlam. But Sammy beating Roman in the summer or early uh, early summer of twenty twenty three, perfect sense. 
I think Cody is the right guy to beat Roman because Cody will be able to carry the championship better than Sammy. And I'm not knocking Sammy. I love Sammy Zayn. He's a hell of a performer. But just like Kofi Kingston, when he beat Brian Danielson at WrestleMania, it's a really great moment at that time. But like Kofi Kingston, I think once Sammy wins the title, it will get old pretty quick and people will be, you know, will probably be just, you know, waiting for him to lose it. That's why I feel it's going to happen to Sammy. But Sammy, tag team champion with his best friend, Kevin Owens, that's a great moment too for him at WrestleMania. And for them, you know, you know they've been dreaming about that since they were, you know, since they were doing car rides, indie shows in Canada, you know, like, you know, it would be badass if one day we were most WrestleMania. Like, that would be a moment, right? So, I think it's, I think you get Sammy and Kevin Owens' big moment as acting champions of WrestleMania, and you still have Cody's moment defeating Roman and winning the title. Like I said, Sammy win the belt. It's good for the time, good for the moment. But I think eventually we'll get old, tired of it, just like we got tired of Kofi. I know a lot of people are like, well, I never got tired of Kofi. They should never had Brock beat him like that in a minute. Yes. Yes. Yes, you should. Brock should not be going toe-to-toe with Kofi. He should destroy Kofi. Like I said, it was a fun moment, but the title reign was just was just kind of there, right? It's a same thing with Sammy. It, it would be a moment if he won the title at WrestleMania. Cody, on the other hand, winning the belt, understands how to carry himself like a champion, understands how to present himself like a world champion, though he's never quote unquote been a world champion. Um, I guess if you count Ring of Honor, you know, but he knows. You could tell he knows how to be carry himself as that champion. He has a great story that he painted with, you know, accomplishing a goal that his late legendary father, Dusty Rhodes, couldn't accomplish, and that is winning the WWF championship, now the WWE championship. And he wants to fulfill that goal for his dad, right? It's important for him to do this. And that's great. That's a great story. I love it. But post-WrestleMania, Cody Rhodes will be able to carry that title a lot better than Sammy. You have more credibility as a world champion than Sammy. Cody has the ability, and I hope this happens. I, 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 someone's, I've heard a rumor too that possibly the titles, the WWE titles, will be split back up to the. W title and the universe title, please, God, please keep the titles unified as one. I think it's exciting that Roman doesn't show up on Raw every ep- every episode. Same with SmackDown. And when he does show up, it's a big deal. I think Cody should be that guy as well as a unified champion who goes who has goes from brand to brand, show to show. 
you can almost treat it like the traveling NWA world champion of the past. Cody could go to Raw and have a program with someone at, at Raw. You know, and maybe that's that goes for six weeks, right? If it gets hot enough, maybe it goes a little bit longer. But then he kind of, you know, he periodically shows up on SmackDown to defend the title there. Or then he, or maybe he gets involved in a feud on SmackDown for six months. And then he, you know, just kind of pops in and out on Raw. Like, you know, you just, I think that would be great. I can even see Cody wanting to show up on NXT to, to, to defend a title against a, a, a hot young talent, right? Um think that would be fabulous if, if something like that happened. And he beat and he beats the young challenger. And if the match is good enough, and I think it will be, the young challenger will get over, right? So I like that I like Cody in that spot as a world champion post Roman Reigns run. That classic world champion, um, defending it against all comers, defending against anyone from SmackDown to Raw, uh, possibly to, to you know to uh, to NXT if they want to do that. To me, that's exciting, and to me, it's it opens everything up more because Roman, unlike Cody, yeah, Roman has a very, Cody has a full time schedule. Roman has limited dates. And I'm sure maybe Cody has limited dates as well, but I'm not as much as Roman right now. Roman definitely deserved to have his lighter schedule, right? But I can see Cody going the route of the not only the classic world champion from from the 80s, Ric Flair, Jack Briscoe, Dory Funk Jr., Terry Funk. But I can see him going Bret Hart 93. Remember when Bret Hart first won the WWE title in 92. But his run really throughout 93 was taking all comers. You know. Um, he's wrestling guys like Fatu on, on Raw just because. Like that got Bret over. I think you have to change it up a little bit with Cody being a more active world champion on your television shows. I think that's big. And I think Cody can, could handle that ball and Cody as well understands how to work baby face, how to work heel. So he can wrestle anyone on the roster and he can and he can make it work with anyone. He's just a smart guy with wrestling. He he does live and eat and breathe this stuff. Like I said, Sami Zayn win the title, and I see it like a lot of people see it. Wow, what a moment that would be after this culmination of this storyline. That yeah, I could see it. Big reaction. Place will explode. But again, what happens after? Do people start getting tired of Sammy? I like Sammy, but he also doesn't, you know, he's, you know, very pale and skinny armed. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it just, it doesn't. I just think Cody Rhodes looks like a world champion. Looks like a guy that could beat Roman Reigns. Looks like a guy that, you know, can go through hell and, and come out on top, right? He's the classic. Babyface challenger for the title. 
And it's going to be a, a big moment for him and a great moment for the WWE when he does win the title. And, so, you know, and someone when, when he finally unseats Roman Reigns for the belt. And at the same time, it's going to be a big moment for Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens winning the WWE Tag Team Championship at WrestleMania. And also, it's going to be a big moment for for uh, for Sami when he eventually does beat Roman sometime, probably in the you know, summer of 2023. That moment's going to happen. I think... Creatively right now, I've, I'm fairly confident right now in WWE that they, they can make it interesting. Um, so I think they're in a good position. I know a lot of people, like I said, right now they're like, oh, you have to go with the hot hand. You have to go with the hot hand. You don't necessarily have to go with the hot hand. When you got another guy just as hot, you know, people are into the Cody Rhodes storyline. I think the promo with with Paul Heyman was brilliant, and and it got people thinking like, yeah, we want to see that. We want to see Cody Rhodes win the title. We also want to see Sammy get his revenge too, and he will. He will. It just doesn't have to be at WrestleMania, and it doesn't have to be him winning the championship. So that's my uh, take on the big debate between Cody Rhodes or Sammy Zayn being the challenger for Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. What side are you on? Do you think they should go with Roman? I mean, sorry, so you go go to eat? Or do you think they should go with Sammy? Let me know. Hit me on Twitter at LaRockaJL. Love to hear your guys' thoughts on it. And I want to kind of talk about a little bit of my thoughts on um, NXT TakeOver that just recently happened. Um... I know it's happened last week, so it's kind of old news, but I can't even get a chance to talk about it on uh, on the Fight Game podcast. Just a little bit we talked about with some, just a, we touched on it during our thumbs up, thumbs down segment. Uh, Baby Hugh and I were supposed to record, but I just, we couldn't connect. For, and so we were going to do a review on the, is in the click podcast uh, of TakeOver, but it just didn't come about. So I kind of want to talk about that quickly here. My thoughts on um, NXT TakeOver in Charlotte. First of all, like everyone saw it when they watched it, like it just felt so good seeing them out of the CWC. I like the CWC for the 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 television show. I, I you know for you know every Tuesday night, I like it. it gets a nice, cool to me studio wrestling vibe. Um, obviously, a little more updated with the special effects and whatnot, but it was cool to be back on the road um, with Takeover. And I was really happy that that Charlotte crowd really knew the NXT stars. You know, you wonder <coughs> how they're going to react when they go to a big arena. Like, are these people going to really care about these peop- these characters? Are they going to understand? Do they really watch, right? Are they just here because it's a WWE event and they just buy a ticket to watch wrestling? But I was pleasantly surprised that they, they, they knew everyone and they're, you know, even when uh, Tony D'Angelo made an appearance, there's a big Tony D chant, and uh, one of the loudest chants of the night was for him, and he just ran out and, and uh, got involved in the first match. But overall, I thought it was an okay to good show. Um, not a home run I think they really wanted. And I think 
that home run will probably come with uh, takeover in LA. I think because right now they're getting a lot of the stars from the NXT UK back <coughs> after whatever reasons, visa reasons or whatever it was. Um, they're back. They're slowly kind of trickling in. I think this is going to just add to the quality of the in-ring product. And these guys and gals will step it up for TakeOver in L.A. They're already teasing Carmelo Hayes versus Braun Breaker for the title at uh, at TakeOver in L.A. And I think that's going to be a hell of a match. Even though Carmelo Hayes didn't have a great performance at TakeOver in Charlotte, that's just, I just... I don't know. That match, I just... with. Carmelo Hayes and Paul Cruz just did not connect with me. <coughs> Excuse me. And did not connect with the audience at all, in my opinion. They, it just looked so choreographed and, I don't know, was not feeling it at all. A match that really did, that felt like a takeover, was Wesley versus Dijak. That match was awesome. And it just made me so happy to see the fans really take to Wesley. I just like that guy. Smaller baby face, but he's so exciting and has he's very charismatic, very charismatic, very likable. Um, he's definitely going to be a pillar of NXT for a while. I don't, I don't, I don't know if you you should rush him to the main roster or all that anytime soon. But I think he's a guy that you can NXT needs right. Um, the four way tag I thought was entertaining. That was probably my second favorite match on the card. Um, I'm really glad that Gallus won. Uh, Mark Coffey and Wolfgang are a hell of a tag team. Uh, I'm looking forward to when Joe Coffey comes back to unite that six-man tag team. Joe Coffey's a tremendous talent. And the only thing I'm bummed about is that they damn changed. They changed the damn Gallus music. Man, I love that theme they had. Just was just badass it was simple but badass and like the music would hit hey yeah and then like the drum and like they would show the the titantron and then the you see gals doing their trademark pose right all together just it's like oh my god here comes some just badass dudes are gonna go wreck people mess people up um they modified a bit i'll get used to it but uh that first theme was awesome, and they cha- it seemed like they they're changing a lot of the themes and with the NXT uh, UK talent. Pretty deadly. End up now has a new theme song, and I don't know why they did that, but but the, the most takeover worthy match, I guess, was Wesley versus um, um, Dijak, and they had a bond burner of a match. Um, what's everyone's thoughts on Dijak's gimmick? I like it. I think it's really cool. It's different. Um, it adds some character to him. Um, Dijak has always been an athletic big man. That's basically what he was. Donovan Jadakovic was an athletic big man. But this Punisher-esque gimmick, vigilante gimmick, um, I guess updated version of the big boss man gimmick, I guess, in, in some in, in, a, in a funky way, Gives him some character, and I think that's very important, and that's something that he needs. And um, he's pretty passionate about this gimmick, and 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 you can see it in his work. 
as well. And he, like I said, they, these guys tore it up, match of the night, and a lot of fun. If he's kind of skipped takeover, uh, you know, I would just highly recommend watching the opener. That you know, the match that was a really big disappointment. There's two. One, like I said earlier, Carmelo Hayes and Paulo Cruz should have been a lot better than it was, but it just. It was just too choreographed, too, too choreographed. It just looked like you guys just doing a dance routine. It was just, it was really frustrating me. But the match that was really a disappointment was the main event, the big cage match. Braun Breaker defending the NXT title against Grayson Waller, and things looked looked up early on, like right when that music for Grayson Waller, that that great scene song that he has, dun, 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 like oh man, you just want to smack that dude right in the face. And it comes out, this big entrance, this, the girls following him, the golden shoe like that he's going to drink, you know, take a the ceremony drink out of because he's going to beat Braun Break for the title. Girls walking around with the golden shoe on a pillow. Just, oh, the entrance is great. He got such great heat on that. He's such a charismatic guy. I'm a big Grayson Waller guy, if you haven't noticed. Um Braun Breaker came out, got a great reaction, as he always does. But these guys are just like oil and water in there, man. They just did not connect. It was just wasn't, never felt like it got going or it hit another gear or anything like that. It just, it just fell flat. Um, the superplex took forever on the top of the cage. The old Boss Man Hogan superplex off the cage deal. That took forever. Um, crowd just totally sat on their hands, but I don't blame them because nothing was really happening for them to get really excited. They're, I'm not saying it had to be moves or big spots or any kind of stunts. It just, you know, get intense, like show the hatred that these guys, you know, you know, show show me something, Grayson. Uh, come on, Braun, fire up more. It's just, it's just like this. Just they just. Weren't work they weren't good dad's partners together, right? So that was a major disappointment because I was really looking forward to that match. And I think the stips kind of hurt it. The cage match stipulation. Um I like a cage match, I like a cage match. That's one fall to a finish, right? But but I think with Grayson Waller's character, he's a slime ball. He's a cheat. He'll 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 Take advantage of something and run away. Um, if it's he takes the, if it's the easy way out to win, he'll take that, you know, one hundred percent of the time. So I think the escape the cage rule would have been perfect for this, for this match and added much needed drama to this match because I think one of the reasons why the the fans sat on their hands during this match was also the fact that I don't think anyone really believed that Grayson Waller is going to beat uh, Braun Breaker straight up in the cage match by pinfall or submission. Um, I think if you had the escape the cage stip, people could then say, you know what? He could sneak this one out. Braun doesn't need to get beat. He can cheat by climbing out or or climbing over the top or climbing through the door, doing something slimy to, to win it that way, the coward's way. Like, he can steal it that way. I think people could believe that. 
that there would be some kind of funky finish like that, I think they would be like, oh, man. Oh, I think the drama would have been much higher in the match. And they could have made, like, I, you know, it didn't make sense to me that it's a cage match, right? Other than I know they guys wanted to fight each other. I know they did a thing at the, at the PC and, and their match at New Year's Evil, which was a lot better than this match. There was a great gimmick that they did where the, the turnbuckle broke off and, and in the match, they ended up fixing it during a break. And then later on when, when Grayson was going for the something off the second rope and he's kind of doing his crab walk on the rope, all of a sudden, boom, the rope breaks again. He takes this great buddy Rose bump to the floor and loses by count. I thought it was fucking awesome. Awesome finish. Very unique and different. So, I might have missed something here, but next, you know, it's a cage match next. Uh, it's not like Grayson ran away, took a bump and fell on his back of his head. It was knocked out and couldn't get back in the ring, you know. So, I could see Grayson's character telling Commissioner Shawn Michaels, Hey, you guys are screwing me. I lost New Year's Evil. Braun didn't break, beat me. Your fault. Your ring crew beat me from, you know, not securing the ring ropes, you know, tightly. You know, if it wasn't for your 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 bogus team that you got here, these 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 morons, the rope would have never broke. I would have hit my move, and Braun would have been down, and I would have been a world champion, right? And so now you're throwing me in a cage match, the Braun Breaker. Huh, no, no, something needs to go my way for what happened to me. So you know, you know, I'll do that cage match, but the only reason I'll do it if I, me only, could win by escape the cage. Braun has to pin me or make me submit, which he won't do. But I have it. I have. I have the stipulation where if I, I can win by pinfall or submission or escape the cage so i think that would have added so much drama to the match and and uh could have sort of a much better story with that added gimmick to the match added stip to the match so yeah big disappointment of takeover but i have high hopes for takeover la when you guys you got guys like Ilya dragunov um back we have Gallus Boys there, Joe Coffee Sued, uh Mikko Sotomora is back, which was a great, great thing to see, you know, that she's back at NXT and it's gonna be such tremendous not have her there because to work with these a lot of these young girls and and women, excuse me, and 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 also train them not only in the ring, but you know, but also in the ring at the PC, like they're going to just, she's going to be awesome. And so what a great, uh, what a great get. And I know she was already kind of on the roster, but you know, there was debate about what was going to happen and what she wanted to do. And she chose to come back and she's back. So I think it's going to be great, uh, you know, pairing her up with rocks, Roxanne Perez and kind of do a mentor, uh, 
you know, deal with Roxanne Perez and eventually doing that match for the title. Um, at a takeover, probably not, probably not LA, but maybe a takeover that takes place, uh, in the summertime. Hey, a lot of cool things you can do with Mika Sutomura and NXT. So really excited about that. And I hope you enjoyed this, uh, episode of Take It On Podcast. Uh, you know, taking a look of, into the big debates, Sami Zayn or Cody Rhodes for the WrestleMania main event, Roman Reigns. And, like I said, I want to know what you thought about th- where you stand on that. Do you go? You feel they should go with Sami Zayn, or you feel they should stay on course with Cody Rhodes? Love to hear your thoughts. As always, follow me at, on Twitter at LaRockaJL. Who knows if Twitter's going to be around after that crash for a few ways <laughs> that drove everyone nuts. But follow me there. Let's talk wrestling. Everyone have a great week- weekend. Be safe. Take care. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.